0: All right, hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of Better. I am Dr. John Duffy, and back to, the band is back together because Julie Duffy is back here with me.
1: Hello.
0: It's been a while since we've been in here I know. together. Yeah, I know. yeah, I'm so, back. Yeah, so um, not only is the band back together, but we the reason the vibe is so chill it is. is right. It already is. Yeah, is that we have a very good friend of ours, a dear friend of ours, with us. Jackie McCarty is here. Hi, Jackie.
2: Hi. How are
0: you? <laughs> We're good. good. Um, Jackie is, uh, I just learned verbatim, is a certified mindfulness meditation teacher. Yes. Do you, let's start. First of all, we just did a, an exercise that yeah. was just breathing. And Julie and I probably came into this room with a little discombobulated energy. Yeah. And I feel like that just kind of very within... 30 seconds How 30 long did that take 30 or seconds less. yeah yeah mm-hmm. it repaired itself pretty yes. quickly yeah so thank you Jackie. you're yeah. welcome um, so tell us tell us a little bit about what this is that you do and you talk specifically about mindfulness and meditation being slightly different but and this distinction is no small thing to you right yeah
2: yeah so what I do is um, I teach people how to hack their brain and nervous system. Um, by in various different methods. So um, I'm doing a lot of body work, uh, a lot of brain work and combining the two together. So that's a really simple way of saying I'm putting yoga, mindfulness and meditation all together in this one package and just uh, helping people Manage their stress, become more peaceful, become uh, better people, have better relationships, become kinder—all of those things. That's and, everything.
0: And that's everything. Yeah, that's pretty right. Much.
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's it's they're incredible tools, and they've been you know practiced for thousands of years.
0: Right, right. How did you decide to do this? The, you know, and how long ago? How long have you been at this?
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, I've been a yoga teacher for twelve years, thirteen years now. And meditation for about six years. Okay. So I started with one. Yoga is all about the body, right? And uh, started because I was injured uh, as a runner.
0: Oh, is that right?
2: Yeah. So um, I came to yoga that way. And what I started to realize was it was good for my body, but it was better for my mind. As a very hyperactive uh, kind of personality, hard you know, hard to focus, that kind of thing, always, uh-huh. and anxious as well, right. always since I can remember. So that helped with that, and uh, I started getting more and more interested about how does this work, and and then I became certified, started teaching in my third floor, as Julia oh, yeah. knows. Yeah, yeah I, I th- think yep, you yep. were with me for a little I was while there, student. but um, started there, and then went through. Difficult time in life, divorce, and uh, I needed more. I it was my brain. I couldn't sleep. It was a lot of anxiety. So looking for ways to manage that anxiety, uh, meditation is part of yoga. It's uh, yoga is actually a preparation for meditation. It is. It is. Yeah. I don't
1: think I knew that. Yes. Yeah. So what do you mean
2: by that? So, in the yoga philosophy. Um, You would do a yoga practice, a body practice, before you tried to get into your thinking mind. And um, the yoga training that I had, the meditation piece was very elusive. It's, you know, when you're enlightened, you know, and so forth. And it was very intimidating to me. So I revisited and bought a book and ended up uh, loving the book that I read, calling the teacher and going through her teacher training. What so, was the book? Um, Soul Centered by Sarah McLean. Oh, okay. So she's head of uh, McLean Meditation Institute. Yes. And so I went and that's it. Uh, started, um, I originally wanted to work with adolescents and uh, especially girls because I thought it would be so helpful with the yoga and with the meditation. And I I started there a little bit and then moved away from it. Uh, it's hard to get adolescents to sit down.
0: Right. Is
2: what I really found. And so um, I'm actually doing something different now. Uh, I, I've come back around to it. But anyway, that is how I got into it. So now I have a daily meditation practice for the past six years. Got it. Yes.
0: You so So... If I uh, understand your website properly, you work with a bunch of different populations. Yes. Uh, you, you don't discriminate a whole lot, so no. you will work with adolescents. You work with adults. You work with corporate groups too. Yes. Um, and and what if I'm if I'm the consumer? Mm-hmm. What what's the takeaway for me? What you know what I mean? Like in other words, like how do you even position this? Because mindfulness and meditation feels so esoteric, I think, to a lot of people, right? And kind of hard to get their hands around, yes. especially. The idea of succeeding at it, yes. like I always think, like I always think I'm meditating wrong when I try to do it. Well,
2: that's a very exactly what the way I would start a talk is by um, trying to dispel some of the myths of meditation. So the way I approach meditation is, I say it's a modern approach to meditation. You do not have to go and sit in a cave <laughs> right. and watch your thoughts for a year or even an hour right. to practice meditation. So. Um, my takeaway or your takeaway would be here are some tools here are some life tools that are actually natural it's what you're meant to do to manage your nervous system and say more about that yeah, yeah 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 so we're meant to take natural breaks and pauses from the thoughts in our brains right thoughts generally occur or happen When you're thinking about future or past. Right. Okay. So if you're constantly thinking about the past, you end up feeling depressed. Right. If you're constantly focused in the future, you're feeling anxious. Well, most people don't understand that there are your thoughts and then there's something else, which is the present moment. Right. And now this is starting to sound a little meditation cliche, but it's true, right? So when you can focus your attention on what's happening now, as opposed to being lost in your brain, in your thoughts, right? In your yeah. thinking process, you calm down. You give that, that fight or flight response a chance to calm down.
0: Yeah, right.
2: And, and how do you do that? Well, it could be by walking. It could be by being in nature, it could be by taking a deeper breath, but do we do these things?
0: <laughs> no. no, right.
2: And it's no, we just get notifications. We gotta, yeah, we gotta right. check the thing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, when I say it's a natural, it is yeah. because I mean, if you think about how life has evolved, before that we had a lot of natural pauses throughout our day.
0: It's a really good point. Because that, we do not have that no, much at all now. No,
2: and we we could, yeah, but now it's filled with computers. Mm-hmm. and that's just the bottom line. Yeah, you know, so uh, I think be- why it's so important now to reintroduce these tools to people, or to remind people of what they already have, and what you can do so easily is become it's, I say it's a must for really? your mental health. You have to do these things if you want to be uh, mentally fit.
0: Is it fair to ask how this has changed your life specifically? Sure.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, for sure, I am able to manage my stress and anxiety. It's just awareness. Yeah. Because I'm aware now of when I'm there or when I'm going there. Right. And with awareness... When you know better, you do better. Right. So that's all it is. So I have honed uh, my brain enough, or trained my brain would probably be a better word, that I have more awareness now. Right. I would say that's the main thing.
0: I am i don't know about you, Julie. I'm, I'm now stuck on this thought, with awareness, when you know better, you do better. I, it, it's, a, the, it's a phrase I've heard before. Um, can, can you flesh that out a little bit? Like, what does that mean?
2: So uh, without getting too esoteric about it, right? <laughs> so you want to think of, of it this way. You have kind of two levels of consciousness, right? Yeah. You, and if I sat you right down in, right now in meditation, you would be able to see this more clearly. But you have thoughts, right? You right. have a mind that thinks, just like you have eyes that see, right? Thoughts are like, think, like energies, right? They go kind of on their own.
1: Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
2: Right. It's neuron. It's like a connection in your brain. Right. Yeah, they're and it, firing around yeah, in there. Right. They're firing around in there. Right. But you are not your thoughts. Woo woo. <laughs> okay. That, that, and I always say that to people, like people, some people have never thought about that. You are so involved in your thoughts most people that they don't understand that they're separate. So I say two levels of consciousness, you can be aware of what you're thinking. Right. Right? So if you're aware of what you're thinking, you're not your thoughts. So those are the two levels of, of consciousness, right? I call it the higher level and the lower level being the thinking mind. So I can take my awareness toward my thoughts and I can see what's happening and just know that they're my thoughts and that they change or I can change them if I want. You have agency right. over them. Right. Yes. You, right. You you have you it's an empowering uh, thing to yeah. have awareness because you go, "Oh, that's just me doing that thing."
1: Right. And I always say that people don't people I think are typically not aware of the thoughts they're thinking about themselves right. which are typically negative
2: negative typically
1: right. less than yes. so to the degree that you are aware of them right you you have to change them actually um I actually had a session with a coach <laughs> and she you know I was identifying the thoughts I was having about myself and she was she said oh my gosh you're such a mean girl and, it should, and i bet you are not that way to anybody else that's right and i said oh my god that that is a fact
2: it's a fact and we we talk about to ourselves way 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 worse than we talk to anybody else because we couldn't get away with it
1: right we, w- that? we
2: wouldn't have any fr- we wouldn't have anyone that want be around us no. because you you just you know so that's the whole key and that's what these practices give you yeah. is they build the your awareness they expand your field of awareness so that you are not thinking you're one with your brain with your thoughts right but you have a bigger a greater awareness about you that can watch your thoughts can watch your breath can watch your body and that's one of the huge benefits of the practice so just
1: the break just the break you talked about, you know, the, the, the exercise we did before we yeah. started this podcast was just, uh, you, you instructed us to breathe in for four counts, hold for two, release for four counts, hold for two, and, and do it again. So it was really literally just a pause, a brain.
2: I call it a peaceful pause. Peaceful pause. Yeah. And um, And this is part of mindfulness training in a corporation, for sure, where you teach people to do this throughout their day. It's so simple.
1: And it did center me because I was kind of, I just like John said, I was discombobulated for some reason. Um, so there's that, but then, and that, and you're saying that in and of itself is huge. Huge.
2: So when you take a, when you pause the thought, the discombobulation comes from, you're not focused, right? You don't, you don't really, you're not really sure where's your mind, Right. Um, so that that little counting exercise just brings your body and mind together or your breath and your mind together. And then your mind slows down. Yeah. But and not only does your the focus help, but there's a physiological response that happens.
1: Yeah. Say more about that. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, it, it, it's you know, it starts here and it goes into hormones. It goes into blood pressure. It goes into heart rate. Um, it goes into your, uh, your immune system response.
0: That cortisol flow the of cortisol. anxiety, right? You know, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So you're tapping, and we can get into brain science a little bit here because I do teach this. It's important is that you are pinging a different part of your brain when you're in the present moment, let's say, okay? Which is your prefrontal cortex, right? Okay. You're, that's the part of your brain that you want to ping and you yeah. want to grow to make you feel more at ease in life, more content I like to say. Yeah. Not happy, content, meaning I'm here. Yep, yep. Okay. And
0: you and you make the distinction between content and happy for a reason, yeah?
2: Happy to me is here, up. Yeah. Sad down. Content middle. Present moment.
1: But it's not flat, it's engaged. It's engaged,
2: it's engaged, <laughs> yeah. it's not flat. Contentment to me just is, means having ease or presence. Just, I'm here.
1: Ease of well-being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm here to experience the moment. And we there, there are a lot of little nuances to this pr- practice and one of them is not judging the moment. Not In other words, I'm not saying this moment is good, therefore I'm happy. Right, or this moment is bad, therefore I'm unhappy. It's just this moment is this moment, therefore I am.
0: We have a good friend who uses the term radical acceptance a lot. Is it kind of like that? Like, I accept yeah. this moment for what it is, yeah, yeah,
2: without an inner dialogue about what the moment is. Because if you watch your brain, if I sat here right now and watched my thoughts, I might be thinking. Well, I don't really like the color of the room. (laughs) I don't. You know what I mean? We our minds judge everything. Yeah. Or label. Wait,
1: do you not like the color of
2: the room? I love the color. What are are
0: you trying to say, Jackie? Let's just get out. Yes. You
2: know what I'm saying. And so, therefore, (laughs) I'm not really experiencing the moment as it is, because my mind is judging. But if I'm aware that my mind is judging, then it changes it. I can just feel my body in the chair, or. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So
1: you're saying that, so you cannot um, say enough about that, just to accept that when we do that, when we take that pause, it's healing to our minds and our
2: bodies. And that is great news.
1: It
0: is.
2: (laughs) That is great news.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: It's hacking your brain and nervous system. You can hack your brain and nerve, you you have all the power to feel how you want to feel.
0: That is, you have all the power to feel how you want to feel. Do you feel, so in my work and in your work, Julie, and in your work, Jackie, I would imagine you get backlash for that thought.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially (laughs) in the mental health setting. Right. And you do have to be careful. And I mean, as to what you say, you know, I'm not, and I, I will say this out loud to people, I'm not saying that sometimes you need help. You need medications. You need Right? Yeah. But I'm also saying to you that you probably haven't tried this in that where you put your attention equals how you feel in that moment.
1: Yeah, right. So which is kind of where I wanted wanted to go next is so taking the pause, the peaceful pause is huge, and we all need to do that more. And then also when we become aware of our thoughts – and recognize what they are. Like I said, they're typically they typically are catabolic. They tear us down. Yes. They do not build us up. And so, if we can, you know, change those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually doing it out loud to myself <laughs> the other day in the car. Yeah. Um, what am I saying to myself? What would I? What do I want to be saying to myself? That would be way more productive to get me where I need to go. Um, Because we tell our whatever story we tell ourselves, whatever we focus on, we get more
2: of. Remember in the 70s, it was kind of popular to say affirmations? Yeah. Remember like late 70s? They used to do a skit on Saturday Night Live and make fun of it. Oh, yes. Oh, right. Stuart Smalley, right? right. Well, really, that was a good practice, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Louise Louise Hay is huge, right? She was the queen of affirmation. And I teach people, I think you should have an affirmation because... What you say to yourself creates a p- a little connection in your brain, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can change the habit of what you say to yourself by repeating a different thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again, yeah. right? Yep. And that's one way, again, to pause away from the thing that's making you feel bad, and may- and turn it to make you feel good. Yeah. Sometimes in yoga we call it intention. Right, Right. setting an intention or because if I set an intention that says, you know, no matter what today, I'm going to um, be grateful. Yeah. I'm only going to say thank you. I'm only going to say thank you. It doesn't matter what happens. That's what I'm going to do. Well, that changes how I feel about my day.
0: And it's the, you you create the lens through which you look at every moment of your day, right? Sure. That's the idea, right? It's like, you know, if I look if I look at the day, right, it, all, it sounds so cliché, but but sometimes clichés show up for a reason, right? Yes. You know, we keep repeating things for a reason and right, if we change the way we look at every moment of the day, then the day's different.
2: Yeah. Responding to things instead of reacting, which is another benefit of right. of meditation and mindfulness practice is that you start to respond to life Instead of react to life. Because you realize that you have a lot more control over here inside. I'm pointing inside, yep, right? Yep, yep. Uh, inner landscape, I call it. Uh-huh. Inner, and, and that's all that matters. Right. That's all that matters. It I, doesn't matter if you're sitting here saying a million bad things to me, right? If I have a center in here and I'm good here, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. So, so I'm trying to think of, I'm the listener who feels down, who feels like, you know what? Bad stuff keeps happening in my life. Even And I'm trying. I'm trying to think differently. I'm trying to force myself to think differently. And yet, you know, I I, I lost a job. I can't lose weight. Um, I'm um, arguing with my kids or my wife or my husband. It's just not working. It's not working out because all this bad stuff's happening, even though I think I'm trying. Is there an answer to that?
2: Well, I would just say, you. For number one, you have to sometimes bad things happen. I mean, that's just the way it is. But I think in some ways, the best way to handle those things is by through acceptance is through softening around. In other words, it is, it's there, it happened. Maybe it's out of your control, but it happened. So if you fight what is, you're not in the present moment.
0: Jackie, that is so good. Jackie's good, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those are, I'm not
2: saying these are easy. They're, they're, they, the concepts are simple. They're not easy to practice, but it's practice, right? So you just say, okay, this is out of my control, and this is what happened, and you just try to soften around it. You don't resist what resists persists, right? You don't resist, right? You allow, allow. Yeah. Yeah. And then you take action. You don't just sit around. You, right. you, you you take action based on, but if you're in resistance of the present or of what is, it persists. Makes so, sense. You know, and it's hard to say that to somebody who's going through a lot yeah. of hard things, right? But you can teach them through the practices how to relax. I teach uh, trauma um, to you know we call it trauma yoga. And the one of the things that I teach is just, I don't say anything else, that we just get them in a comfortable position and we teach them a body scan, release tension, release tension. That teaches people how to relax into the present moment because when bad things are happening, we get into fight or flight. Yep. And it, and you have to get out of that by pausing and relaxing and softening and learning how to let go.
0: And do you feel like people have, I have I make this argument pretty regularly that people have a... um a lower and lower threshold for, not trauma necessarily, but crisis. Like our yes. bodies and our minds feel like they're in crisis far more often than in fact they are.
2: Yes, and that's because there's an epidemic of stress, right? Yeah. It, which is just being in constant state of fight or flight. Yep. And then adrenals. There's a lot of adrenal issues now because of it, because cortisol is, you know, there's a lot of hormonal issues. It's culturally is changing our brains and nervous systems mm-hmm. and we can't our obviously the brain and nervous system can't handle what we're throwing at it so it's rebelling yeah and we it creates disease dis-ease in the body so you that's when i say you have to hack your brain yeah. you have to hack you you can change it right but you have to do it so, so there w- there that is for sure true that we have less threshold because we're in a state of fight or flight yeah. and if you can't get out of the state of fight or flight you can't manage
0: No, absolutely. No. Nope. It's a good point.
2: You have to pause it. Yep. So what
1: is a
2: simple,
1: what's a simple practice that anyone could start right away?
2: Um, Grounding. Okay. So I love grounding. It's so simple. It's feeling your feet, feeling your feet on the floor. Okay. Let's do it. Feeling your hands on your lap. So if you sit back in your chair. You don't even have to close your eyes to do this, but you just press your feet into the floor. Someone's phone's ringing. (laughs) It's me, sorry. You feel your your butt in the chair. Okay. And you feel your spine. So you you guys can close your eyes to do it if you want. It's a little more effective that way. But if you're in a stressful situation, let's say in a meeting or you're at school and you're in a really stressful situation and you can say to yourself, you can think, Just feel my feet on the ground. That is a pause. So you've gotten away from your brain. And when I say brain here, I mean your thoughts, which are causing the anxiety. And you're in your body now. Mm -hmm. Right. So your body is a good place to go to get out of your thinking mind.
0: Oh, I like that.
2: So when I say grounding, I mean you just feel where you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's all. You just feel where you are. So that is my number one, I think, easy practice that you can do anywhere, right. anywhere, if anytime. You're, if you're in the car and I have road rage, as a meditation <laughs> teacher with road rage, I'll fully admit it. Okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> but I've learned now, I, pu- I put my hands on the steering wheel and I push my feet into the floor, and it calms me down immediately. No kidding. Immediately, yeah. it's grounding. So that's a that's a concept from yoga.
0: That's great. So,
2: and, then and it brings sec- you
0: into your body. That's you your point.
2: In- so body, this is how yoga works. Body is not thoughts. When you're focused on your body, that's a mindfulness practice, right? You're in the moment. You're in your body, which is only now. In you're- your
1: body. And breathing is a huge vehicle, right? The
2: second best practice is using your breathing. Hmm. Breath awareness. So, you know, you, you don't have to close your eyes and do what we did. If you can do that, that's great. But right. if you're in a situation you can't do that, if you just notice your breath or take a deeper breath, you can always do that. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And actually, if you're in a stressful meeting and you take a deeper breath, everyone else takes a I just, breath. I was just... I wonder so if you were going to really, say that. Yes, oh, that's exactly. so interesting. Have you ever noticed you know, when you yawn? Yep. If somebody yawns oh, yeah. and then everyone else starts yawning? Yes. If you take a deeper breath in a stressful situation other people will take a deep breath. Oh, that's it's really, really cool. cool. Yeah, that's I teach really... that in uh, corporate. Take a deep breath in a meeting, see what happens.
0: So so that almost speaks to kind of that collective energy in a room. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: We're all interconnected. Right. On the level of that higher consciousness. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there is, and also people want to feel better.
1: Yeah. yeah. Everybody right. wants to well,
2: feel better.
1: That's so why we have. That's the why we do this podcast. Better.
2: Way, better <laughs> right. And so, if you're giving permission for somebody to feel better, they're gonna take it. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna take it. So, I would say those are my num- two of my favorite, like, in the moment practices that really take no money, barely any time, and you have that.
0: Yeah. And 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 you're suggesting this kind of brings you back. To where your mind and body need to be, where they would organically be if we didn't have kind of the cultural press that we have now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Your
2: mind or your breath and your body only can happen in the present moment. Yeah. We can't focus on the body from yesterday. Right. Right. It's now. Yeah. So I often say today's body. Because then people will go into oh well my I'm fat Yep. Or, you know <laughs> yeah. well, but that's where our brains yeah, yeah especially yeah. as women we yeah. know this yeah. right but but this is where we go so it's no it's right now it's right now this body yeah or if you're in pain you might think well I'm in pain I don't want to go in my body right. It's it's
1: so speak to that actually I was wondering about that you said you know take people into their body what if your body or your thoughts about your body are you feel like are your source of stress right
2: well What, what we do then is we say focus on your body and the one of the next best things to do is body scan body scan you scan the body and you just relax yeah go through head to toe. Relax, relax. There, you will find some place in your body that you can feel good.
0: And is that kind of like progressive muscle relaxation, yes. where you work like from like from your forehead down to your yes. toes, literally?
2: Yes. And yeah. I also love,
1: and I use this a lot. I actually did it today when I was working out at HitLocker, <laughs> That the white light. Oh yeah. That you know that comes from above, and you know the bright white light, and you just watch, you visualize the white light going slowly into your body from your head to and then all the way down and then out your feet right and it just kind of cleans everything out yeah and like and to me it not in a agitated way but in a lovely way it it a awakens everything. So it's calm and awake. I love that. I love that exercise. Yes,
2: it's a great exercise. And body scan too. And again, it's, it's, if you're in pain, you're in pain. So it's accepting what is, it's softening around what is. And when you soften and accept, and I don't often like to say accept when it comes to pain because it throws people off. Sure. But if you soften around it, Right, that's a form of acceptance. Your body feels that as acceptance, and you don't need your mind to agree, because your body will go, "Oh, I can relax there a little bit,"
1: you, you and just... that typically diminishes pain.
2: <laughs> it diminishes absolutely because you're, you know, why suffering is in the mind. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, of and mind. and
1: I I had this issue for the longest time that I could not figure out, and I was so I I was so freaked out about it that it caused physical pain and but my physical one of my PTs would say pain is in the mind. Now that is a huge um, I know in my case she was absolutely right. I don't I don't know that that's always the case and that that can be kind of a lay on to someone who's in pain. In well, pain I think right. pain and
2: suffering are two different things. You can have pain without suffering from the pain if you accept the pain as it is.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. But but also just just uh literally I think it's 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 a fact that if you can calm your mind and your body your pain diminishes. Yes. Cuz anxiety just increases it.
2: And that just goes back to you are not your thoughts.
0: Right. And to to your point Julie that, that I think you're being cautious around I don't know if you remember On the old podcast, I interviewed a guy named Joe, uh, Doctor Joe Mm. Tata, and he was um, a pain specialist, and he would agree with you, Jackie, completely that even chronic, you know, years-long standing pain can be diminished significantly by. The mind by by managing the way you think about it by accepting it and there's something about the word you so you have used several times in here the word softening and there's yeah, something about that. That that, that, that 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 that's a very appealing word yes. somehow and I, for me the appeal feels like because I because it because I have this immediate visceral reaction yes. to it that feels like oh yeah I like, kind of breathe a little deeper and I'm like Wait, this chilling a little bit better yeah. myself right now
1: I thought visceral was a negative word no no you, no 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 oh, visceral it's just, is just a literal a, like a literal a palpable literal. Okay, right okay, now okay, I feel okay. it kind yeah of to
2: word. me that's like you feel the the word
1: yes
0: so yeah. you can
2: feel softness oh, okay but and that is so true and that's what I use with trauma patients is the word soft. Yeah. or softening, right? Because you can you can tense a muscle and you can relax a muscle. This is yoga 101. Right. You have to be able to tense a muscle when it needs to be tensed and you need to be able to let go of it when you need to let go of it. If you st- walk around with your muscles like this, like you just lifted weights and you don't let them go like this, how do you feel?
0: Eventually you feel pain.
2: You And you feel tense. Yeah. And you feel agitated. like you want to run away. Mm-hmm. So it's fight or flight.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. So you yeah. have to be able to soften. Yes. And there's actually oddly strength in that. Right. You know, yes. as much as it would seem like maybe not. Yes. There actually is.
2: There actually well, is. Well,
0: yeah.
1: just as a, an aside, I am, am never more sore in a good way than after a good yoga class. Yeah. Like forget weightlifting any running. If you if you are really engaged in a good yoga class, and I don't mean power yoga, no. I mean just what what I call real yoga. Real <laughs> yoga. Um, I'm I've, I'm always more sore after a good yoga class than weightlifting. Yeah. Um, and that's how it it it's that good for your body and your muscles. Yeah. Um. So I didn't know. I, I ran into Jackie. Blessedly, um, a, w- a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I- we hadn't seen each other in a while, and I didn't know you were working inpatient with adolescents. Yes, so I feel like we want to h- hear about that, right? Yeah, John? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like
0: so, so t- tell us about like w- how you got involved in that and why that could possibly work. <laughs> well, I understand why it could work, but yeah, I want to hear about. Yeah,
2: it. well, um, I just got hired. Um... By Northwestern Medicine at Central DuPage Hospital. Yeah, um, I didn't know what I was getting into, um, but I got hired there as a yoga teacher. And as I, this was four and a half years ago. Oh wow! And when I, the first day I remember, I went in and I was on fifth floor center, which is where you are committed, basically. Yeah. So you're harmful to yourself or someone else. And what I saw there, I was not expecting. I bet. And I was like, oh, this is what I'm doing, right? Yeah, right. And that's this just one of, one of many. I teach 10 classes a week for them. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I've kind of ended up developing this style and this program. And part of the program is an adolescent. Uh, I teach two to three adolescent classes per week. And, and this is for
1: their inpatient? Yes, for their okay. inpatient. Okay.
2: So, um, no, for outpatient. Oh, sorry. okay. Uh- no. I did teach inpatient for a while. Now I just teach outpatient. So, um, you know, these kids are coming in. They're not in school. They're in this program full time.
0: I was going to say, so they're they're not at a smooth place in their lives. Things are rocky, right, in some way. And
2: I've seen many, many things there. I've seen things from where a, a, a girl watched her father shoot her mother to... Basically what I would consider disciplinary problems. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a little bit, and I don't know everyone's story all the yeah. time. Sometimes I am told the story by right. counselors, so I know. Yeah. Sometimes I hear it from the kids. So I see a variety of levels, I yeah. would say, uh, um, of this. So what I do with them, and it's not easy... Because you get them in a large group, and there's a lot of, you know,
1: energy, body,
2: (laughs) like, I don't want to move in front of people. You know, there's all this stuff. So I've tried to work through this. What I do with them is mindfulness practice. And that's what I tell them. I said, you learn about mindfulness in this program. Now you're going to practice it. You're going to feel it in your body. And that is the best way to understand what it is.
0: That's pretty good.
2: So that is what I have found works the best. So, I do a combination of relaxation techniques, Mm -hmm. breathing techniques, and I talk a lot about for anxiety because a lot of them are dealing with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then body movements, which aren't embarrassing. Yeah. So, we don't stick our butts in the air. (laughs) Uh, You know, so I say I'm doing yoga, but we don't do downward facing dog. Got it. I might just have them raise their right arm and wiggle their fingers. Yeah. So they're in their body.
1: Yeah, aware of it.
2: it. That is it. It's like, get in your body and get out of your head.
1: I love it.
0: And do you think feel like you're working often with people who are have are, have never felt that before or haven't felt yes, it in years? I
2: do think that. Yeah. Um, I often I make a point, and I've done this a lot lately, is I ask my groups what's causing them stress in mm-hmm. their lives? because I want to know. Yeah, I'm curious. Two things, three things that always come up. Wow, school? School sucks. Those are the words I hear. I hope, oh, can yeah. I say that on this yes, podcast? Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's and been I, said before. I, I, and uh, parents. And people suck. I hear it almost every time. Yeah. People suck. That's oh. what they say.
0: And they believe it, right? They believe that they're in a world of negativity, negativity
2: and negative people. And, and that's what they say. And I find that so sad. Mm-hmm. So I am a big believer... I teach compassion through meditation, through mindfulness. One of the key components in a mindfulness, the definition of mindfulness is to have your mind where your body is, mm-hmm. in a non-judgmental, friendly way. There is compassion, it's, and again, it's not judging. Right. It's saying this is what is, and I'm going to go from here. So, um, compassion, working on heart-centered practices, I'm a huge believer in.
1: Heart opening, yeah. Heart opening, yeah.
2: heart, um, breathing into your heart, focusing on your heart. Your heart has neurons, like your brain. Right. So
1: So it probably makes them um, friendlier, I love that word, friendlier with themselves and with those they perceive as sucking. That's right. <laughs> Their parents. And, That's right. And... People in general. And people the system, in general. right? But yeah. isn't it
2: sad if you think about the three places they are? All day. All day. Yeah. They perceive as fearful.
0: Yeah. It's why it's part of the reason that I see what I call, I'm writing a book right now about, about teenagers, and what I see that's new is kind of that feeling that, the, you know, the world kind of sucks. Yeah. And so there's this feeling about themselves, like, I don't know if I can have an impact on this. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't know if I feel very good about me. Mm-hmm. So there's this, um, some kids are, are overtly suicidal in a yes. moment, in a moment of crisis. But a lot of kids, and I taught, I worked with somebody yesterday. A lot of kids are kind of passively suicidal. Oh, kind yeah. of like, I don't really care I don't really if I, care. I, yeah, if, totally. if, if if a bus hits me on the way that. out of here. Oh,
1: totally. Yeah, John says that all the
0: time. Oh, I see <laughs> it. Yeah.
2: They're very much like, Meh, I don't matter.
0: Yeah. I don't matter, nothing and, really does. And and I the world don't really
2: sucks. know if how I'm gonna how it's gonna turn out, but it's not looking good. Yeah. So and that's so sad. Yeah. I just think there's a lack of connection with higher power. And I, I don't mean that in a God way, but it could be. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean in with the qualities of who we really are. So when I teach heart-centered meditation, you are not here, your yeah. brain, you, your true qualities are the qualities of your heart. Contentment, well-being, forgiveness, gratitude, compassion. Everyone has that. That's what we were born with. Oh, I love that. But we're not using it. We're using this instead. And everybody, corporate, politics, yeah. it's all about the wrong things. Yeah. Mm. And it's amen, gone amen. Ha- completely haywire, uh, unfortunately. So... I, I don't. I do not envy these kids.
0: No, it's a rough time to be a kid. No,
2: I do not envy these kids.
0: And and the, and high schools and middle schools are scrambling because there's this new thing where kids are like, "Yeah, I'm not going to go."
2: I'm not going to go. <laughs> they know? have a whole program at behavioral health called school, <laughs> school refusal. School, school, school reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: right.
2: yeah. And I bet you, I could, I could pick those kids out when I see them. Oh,
0: I bet you can. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, and so it's just really sad. Yeah. And and so for me, and I don't know if they listen. I do sometimes feel like they might pick it up Mm -hmm. if they can just get a little bit of it. But it's like, empower. It's up to you how you feel and where you focus. Mm -hmm. Don't give it away.
1: Right. That reminds me of, um, you know, this over-diagnosis that we have going on. And that's what you become. You know, you, you, you... you, you mean like a labeled, like, yeah, uh,
0: like a, I'm a depressive. I'm, um,
1: right. I'm an, I have I'm school just a, refusal. I can't go to school. I have school refusal. I'm depressed. That's so true.
0: When, when it became absurd, is literally what Julie's talking about. Somebody came into me and said, I said, So you're not going to school. Tell me about that. Well, I can't go. I have school refusal. <laughs> it's like, oh my, oh god. my god, like that's this their, now, now we've reached like this is a Saturday Night Live skit. It's yeah, a their affirmation. That, affirmation. That, that's well, a affirmation, Jackie. Exactly. And and, and exactly.
1: so, so all of us, Crazy. yeah. Um What is, that's a good question for everyone to ask themselves. What is your affirmation? Um, It could be a diagnosis, a literal diagnosis that you have, or um, just the thought that you keep thinking, the less than thought that you keep thinking about yourself. And that is what you're just going to get more of.
2: And instead, it should just be, I am. Yeah. I am. There's no, I am this, I am that. You couldn't just be, I am. And... I don't know. It's, it's 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 a tough nut to crack, but I think these practices, these body practices, just teaching relaxation in your body. They don't meditation's not going to work well with adolescents. Right. And I, I've been I can told assume. that by many of them and I see it. I forget about it. They're not going to sit there and go back to their breath over and over again. It's too hard. Yeah. They don't want to go there, but they can l- relax the body guided, relax the body or breathe in for four, count for two, breathe out for four and count for two. Sure.
0: Yeah. And, and if you get that glimmer of, oh, this feels different, right? You know, like just that, that, that idea just for a moment, like I feel a little different now, you know, it's not amazing. It just
2: is. So you have the therapist that works on the cognitive, right? Mm -hmm. On the brain, on the thoughts. And that's very valuable. Sure. Then you have the yoga teacher who works on the feeling in the body, like things can change.
0: Yeah, that's what I think a lot of kids don't know.
2: They they don't have the the bigger picture, right? That you get when you get older,
0: right? No, yeah. they're, they're stuck in what in, in their worldview and in yes. their, their their cultural view, which tends to be pretty limited, just because of what they've been exposed
2: well, to. Well, but
1: also the um, you know the the constant barrage of information and bad news yes. and, you know, um, FOMO toxicity from no, the phone, right? You know, yep. whether it's, and actually they, I think they do have more of a worldview we've talked about because they see what's going on all over the world all the time, 24 yes. seven. And you know, what party, all of us, what party we're not invited to or not, what thing we're not included yes. in. And, and always the upward comparison, there's always someone richer, skinnier, better looking, younger, having more fun, you know, doing life a little bit better than we are and we and then when we're anxious, I think we dive into those devices even more. So it's such it's so, a hot mess.
2: Yeah, it is a hot mess. <laughs> and all of those things you said, think about that. You're focused on that all day long. So those thoughts are causing fight or flight. You have a hormonal response in your body. You feel icky. You feel like you want to run away. You don't feel like and then you go to lay down at night. What's the number one way to manage stress? Sleep. Yeah. Right. I tell these teens, you you plug your phone in every night, don't you? You would never ever not want to charge on your phone. Good point. But will you take time to plug your own phone in, meaning and recharge. in recharge. Yeah. No, they don't even think about that. Yeah. But there's a very, I mean, use the phone with the kids if that's what they're relating to. If there's too many apps running, what happens? The phone gets hot. You have to turn it off and turn it back <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, you got to kind of use that. their lingo, right? You know, and uh, and and maybe they'll go, oh yeah. Yeah. But so they lay down to sleep and they're so wound up they can't sleep. This we call true. this anxiety, but it's really just, you've got too many apps running and they're all negative. They're all making you feel bad. So it's like.
1: Well, that's, and I, and I think that's everyone, right? That is I everyone. Mean,
2: but it's, it's, I think even more in that population and then they're not getting the sleep that they need. Right. So, yeah.
0: And sometimes that drives all, the lion's share of the negativity where you just can't function.
2: And who wants to go to school when you haven't slept? Right. But the tools, these tools can help them for sure. I would definitely Absolutely. recommend if you're a parent listening to this and you're out of ideas, try a yoga class. Get your kid to try a yoga class. Just even exercise. Yeah. Walking. Yeah. You know, get them to go outside. Uh, you know, let's go back to basics. Go sit on a swing in a park.
0: Right. It's so interesting you say that. I mean, when I first work with with a teenager. I usually don't make it the first question I ask, but it's the first one I want to is, you know, when do you move your body? Mm-hmm. When, when do you sweat? When do you um, feel your body? You know, um, and way too many kids consider themselves not athletes. Now, I don't really do that. Or I, you know, I, I, I do other things with my time. And I always picture like, oh, man, if we can just get that body moving. I know. Right. I know that the lion's share of what you're suffering, what you're
1: holding you you can release right yeah so there's there's body moving and then and then the mind body connection yes. that most and, of us don't have and
2: also uh, getting making kids aware that they are not their thoughts you can separate from that from that negativity you can yeah and when you do you will feel better you will give your body and your nervous system a chance to take a break from that. And you will calm down and you can pause away from those thoughts. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's not necessarily meditation training, but it's getting those ideas in their head, giving them the tools, those yeah. tools. I yeah. Think. Yeah.
0: No, and I like that idea of, uh, that if you can recognize and register your awareness of your thoughts, then you can recognize, oh, I have some agency here. I can do something yes. about this, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's easy, simple practices that, you can teach that are through the senses. Yeah. You just use the senses. I call them gateways to the present moment. Hear what's going on. Right. Feel the temperature. We should probably do a little exercise. Yeah. The, yeah, do, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Please. When you guys are ready, we should do a little extra. We'll do a okay. little, uh, just like, just, this is a simple um, just mindful awareness practice. You could call it a meditation. Yeah. yeah. So here we go, guys. So, this is a free, uh, <laughs> a meditation. free very sample simple. of Jackie's work. It's all free because once you know how to do it, it's, yeah, it's yours. Very, yeah. very, very simple. Yeah. So um, if you're sitting, um, you should be sitting to do this. Go ahead and close your eyes unless you're driving. And just take a moment. Give yourself one mindful breath. So it could be a deeper breath or it could just be I'm noticing my breathing where I feel my breath in my body. Take a moment for that. And then simply feel your body wherever you are, in the chair, press your feet into the floor, feel a lengthening in your spine. But relax your shoulders Relax your hands and fingers, relax your belly, and then expand your awareness outward and just listen to the sounds. Let the sounds come and go. No inner dialogue or labeling, just listen. And now start to bring your attention toward the temperature that you feel, maybe on your nose or your hands. The sensation of temperature. What does it feel like? And then begin to feel your clothing against your body, maybe texture, touch, And then start to take your awareness more inward towards sensations in your body. Do you feel energy or tingling? Tension. Comfort. discomfort. What other sensations do you notice? If you like and you feel tension, you can relax or soften. And now just ever so gently, turn your awareness towards your breathing. See if you can just allow your breath to flow without changing or controlling it. And you could go on and do this as long as you like. but. Just take a moment now before you open your eyes if they're closed and notice the quality of mind and body. You may notice that you feel different or that your focus is different. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes and go back with a sense of restoration or renewal. So that is mindfulness meditation.
1: That was amazing. That was amazing, Jackie. I love, yeah. and I love restoration and renewal. And just you saying those words makes it so, right. you know?
2: But even that, if you didn't feel that in your body, it wouldn't be so, right? Right. So yeah. it, it's... But I'm
1: very suggestible. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but also... It, Hearing it, those the, words yes, made... Yes, like, it does, but the proof is in the practice, right? right? You, when just by doing that, you're taking your attention... Into what's happening, yeah. So yeah. that's it. That's that was that, awesome. That's a that's a very small piece of of mindfulness and meditation. It does take instruction. It really does. Like you have to know that you're doing it correctly. Yep. So yep. once you learn the basics, there's just some basics of it. Then you you can do this anywhere.
0: Jackie, that is awesome. Um, I'm so glad you're out there. I think we both are doing yes. this work, working with kids. Sometimes yes. I love that. Um, If somebody wanted to reach out to you and get some mindfulness work done, get some meditation done, learn yoga, how do they find you?
2: So I have a website. um, It's omatwork.net. So you can go to my website. My contact information is there. And I do coaching. I do corporate. I do events. um, uh, Pretty much anything in this realm of yoga, mindfulness, and meditation. Outstanding. Yeah. Thank Outstanding. you, Jackie. Thank you so Thank much you for guys. coming in. <laughs> I <laughs> feel this so has good. has been that a was great so hour. It's fun. <laughs> fun to chat with you guys.
0: Good. We're glad you're here. Anyways, thanks. Um, okay, you guys, this is better. Um, that is Jackie McCarty at omatwork.net. So find her there.
2: Yay.
0: And we'll talk to you guys next week. Love you, honey. We'll Love talk you, honey. to you, All right. Take All care, right, guys. Bye. Have a great week. Bye.